It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox from Pro Football Focus and BearsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. We are continuing our Chicago Bears training camp coverage today with a little bit of a different perspective. I want to bring you straight to the source, straight to the Chicago Bears. So we're going to go through some of the notable quotables from a few key members of the Bears. We'll hear some of the things Matt Nagy has had to say about really both sides of the ball. And then we'll also touch base with the things Tariq Cohen talked about with his role and the growth of the offense and how things are going to be different this time around. And also on the defensive side of the ball, I'll share some quotes from Prince Amukamara, who kind of shared his development and the, the comfort he's found from some continuity that has been rare so far in his career. You know, I think it's one thing when uh, I come on here and, and just kind of tell you what I think and, and what we've seen and what we've heard from Chicago Bears training camp, but it's a whole different ball game when you can hear it from the words of the Bears themselves. I guess that's one of the beauties of the podcast medium is that we can bring you audio from these press conferences and these interviews. And so I think we should start with the man in charge, Mr. Matt Nagy. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk and analysis about him as a head coach, as a person, as a regime. And I think we've all heard, you know, the positives and and the real concerns and you know, I think the, the potential comparisons to Mark Trestman are valid in the sense that you never know and you, we don't know yet and that nothing has been proven in that sense. And not to say that he is for sure bad, but he's also not for sure good at this point. But one of these things that kind of carries over in this comparison was that Mark Trestman said a lot of good things and a lot of the right things. And I thought Phil Emery, as well as a general manager, was very good at the press conferences and knows how to kind of say the right thing and not say the wrong thing and give you enough to get excited, but not too much to be detrimental to the team or to, you know, create controversy or too much attention to whatever you're trying to avoid. And Matt Nagy has this certain level of, you know, genuine feel to what he says that you can hear the excitement in his voice you can certainly see it in his face and there's you can trust and and feel like he's being honest with you and you can tell when he is comfortable telling you the answer to your question or is not going to give you that answer because he doesn't think it's you know the right thing to do or, or information that he's willing to give out and there's just a certain refreshing feel to it that certainly was different under John Fox. And so, you know, as we turn this to Bears training camp, of course, you're going to hear nothing but 
positivity from the head coach, but I think there's a, a certain level of, of realism. There's a certain level of, of added honesty and maybe peeling back the curtain a little bit more than we've had in years past. And so I, I appreciate a lot of the things he says here about Jordan Howard and about the offense and about Mitchell Trubisky and just about the way things are coming together. So with that, here is Matt Nagy talking about his team from Chicago Bears training camp this past weekend. Uh, offensively, we're, we're, um, we're starting to challenge them a little bit now in installs. They're getting fed a lot of plays, and you get to see kind of where they're at and what they can digest, similar to OTAs. And so um, now what we do is we, we keep balancing it out. Uh, we start some situational stuff, which we did today with the two-minute, which I thought was awesome. I thought it was a great experience for, uh, for both sides. And then we're able to get Cody in there to try some, some long balls. So, uh, hey, um, you can only improve and get better through practice. And so I'll never – criticize get upset or angry because of somebody you know trying to do something right and they miss a field goal or Mitch throws an interception in that situation we talk through all that stuff and we explain the whys and and the best part about all this the whole team is they all responded the right way and we finished with a great part of practice on, on really in all three phases how important is the, the downfield passing game for, for your offense to go beyond 12, 13 yards on a play? That's what we do. It's important, and we talk about a, uh, a touchdown to check down mentality. So we want to go downfield and then check it down when it's not there. So if you just stay in that intermediate route all the time, it makes it easier. It's almost like you're playing in the red zone to those DBs. So you have to be able to test them. you got to let them know that there's more yardage behind them. And when you do that now, now they play off, and now we take the, the run and catch type plays. Matt, you talked the other day about how Jordan's a three-down back, and you guys look at him that way. Why do you feel obligated to reinforce that in a setting like this? And he heard things? <laughs> no, it, it has nothing to do with, with his skills, what he does well or doesn't do well. It's all about I, I don't believe in putting guys in a box. I don't. And, and I think uh, – that for these guys uh, putting them in different spots if you don't ever put them in these spots you'll never know what they can and can't do so let's go ahead and test them out see what they do and and I know this much this that kid is working on his hands every single day he's out getting jugs he's they're having competitions with it he's having fun and it's reflecting in practice this is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by Discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I think there were three clear takeaways from that snippet of what Matt Nagy had to say at Bears training camp. And we'll just kind of hit them one at a time here in order. The first thing he said about not letting players be afraid to make mistakes. I think that's such a critical point of leadership that maybe other coaches have felt similarly, but no, none of them seem to have communicated it that clearly and certainly in the conservative John Fox regime it felt like the team was so focused on minimizing mistakes and no turnovers no you know no negative plays no no nothing just get do it right all the time and that type of mentality certainly can erase some potential mistakes but it 
certainly limits you from a ceiling standpoint and doesn't allow players and teams to really reach their full potential and that it's so important for Mitchell Trubisky to be able to attempt difficult passes and this is the time for your players to make mistakes. You make the mistakes in practice so you won't make them in games but when you're not allowed to make a mistake in practice then you you don't have the ability to learn from those mistakes and you don't have the the growth potential that's there but with with Nagy and beyond the quarterback position with quarterbacks you know obviously being allowed to take tougher throws but maybe running backs to try and, and hit a tighter gap or wide receivers to try a, a more difficult route and a diff, more difficult move and a you know a different type of double move that they haven't run before or, or a receiver a defensive back wanting to jump a route and get aggressive and try and make a play and maybe you know what he jumps it and he gets burned by the double move and it's deep over the top for a touchdown but that touchdown was allowed in practice and not a game and it, and it tells that defensive back you know what in that same situation he can look back and say okay well I should have realized because he hadn't fully turned his hips he wasn't gonna make that route cut and he was setting me up for a double move then you can kind of get back into that and move on and, and learn from that mistake and so it's definitely an encouraging point of leadership to allow players to make mistakes and stretch themselves and try and grow as they move forward through the preseason and to the regular season. Right along with that was the offensive mentality and the the sort of aggressive nature. This I loved that phrase, touchdown to checkdown mentality. This idea that you're always looking for the big play and and the deep ball and and trying to generate that explosiveness in an offense because that clearly was not the case under John Fox and Dowell Loggins and even to some extent Adam Gase before Dowell Loggins took over. I mean, maybe that was some of it being a, a philosophy to better suit Jay Cutler at the time that maybe they didn't want Cutler to take as many chances and big play opportunities downfield, but certainly should have changed for Mitchell Trubisky. And I, I understand wanting to be, you know, cautious with a rookie quarterback and not wanting him to try and do too much and push himself too much. But as we know, there was certainly not enough of a, a free reign for the young quarterback. And I like this touchdown to check down mentality when you have these new weapons that can kind of give you those options. It's much easier to be at more downfield offense when you have Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel and, you know, Tariq Cohen now in year two and Trey Burton and you know, maybe a healthy Kevin White even. I mean, you never know. You've got playmakers now that allow for a more offensive mentality and a more aggressive offensive mentality. And uh, it's just, it's exciting. And it's clearly, again, back to saying the right things, this idea that, you know, he, he understands that the check down is an important part of that. And he's he's not throwing one side of it totally away you know to the side he's just he, he seems to have a pretty firm understanding of the value of these big plays the way to do so while also not taking too many risks and not putting your quarterback in harm's way or or doing too much to remove that foundation of offensive success you can't throw deep every play but if you're not taking those deep opportunities you're not putting your offense in the best position to be successful. You know, you don't have to complete the deep balls. It's just the threat that was clearly lacking from last year that can make all the difference when it comes to efficient and productive offense. And then finally, he wrapped up with the note on Jordan Howard. And 
I didn't include a, a bit he had said a couple days earlier when asked about Howard. He called him a third, down, a three down back, and every down running back and that there's going to be situations where he's not on the field on some first and second downs because they want Cohen in there or they want Cunningham in there for certain situations or certain play calls or you know whatever it might be that there are going to be plenty of third downs where Jordan Howard is in there and there's going to be some level of rotation but Jordan Howard is still the lead back and they still view him as an every down type back with the skill set to be able to play on every down even though you know, maybe he'll end up giving up a few more snaps to other players. He's still going to be by far your leading rusher, a 1,000-yard rusher, and he's putting in the extra work as a receiver. And we've talked before on this podcast about how I feel his receiving issues are a little bit overblown in terms of how detrimental and potentially, you know, how correctable they are. You know, we talked about how a lot, you know, his drop passes last year were the difficult ones, that they're passes that, yes, hit him in the hands, but it's passes away from his body that are low or behind or high or in front, and he still needs to catch them, but it's not the the lollipops, the, the easy, gimme, wide-open screen pass that he just drops and completely busts, and, you know, it's it's the more difficult balls. And so as your quarterback improves in a new offense— and it increases his ability to place the ball more correctly, more consistently, that's just going to help Jordan Howard drop fewer passes because he, last year, he didn't drop the easy ones. He dropped the hard ones. And it's good that he's continuing to work on his hands, and that's an important step to be able to better catch the slightly inaccurate but still catchable passes. But I think we're going to see uh, that issue become much less of a headline grabber and just generally speaking less of a problem in this Bears offense just statistically it's it's going to regress and the film backs up that it doesn't seem to be as big of a problem from a a teachable correctable standpoint as people have certainly made it out to be this offseason speaking of pass catching running backs Tariq Cohen has spoken with reporters in the last couple of days here at Bears training camp, and he kind of shared some neat thoughts on not only his personal growth, but also some of the changes offensively and kind of what he sees himself doing and how he sees the other players around him on offense kind of fitting in the mix here and what Matt Nagy's going to do, you know, without getting too specific and, you know, giving away their, their plans and their, their secret weapons and all this stuff. I just thought he, he shared a, a nice perspective kind of from the man in the middle, the man in the spotlight, the person you know that Matt Nagy said he's giddy about and everyone's talking about how will Tariq Cohen be in this offense? How special can he be? I, I think you'll appreciate his perspective on, on kind of seeing the whole thing happen from his shoulders. Tariq, I know it's still early in camp, but how excited are you about what your role can be in this new offense? I'm very excited. You know, uh, the main thing, me saying that is because uh, we have, you know, a lot of players out there that can uh, uh, be a mainstay in the offense. So for that reason, it's not going to be as many double teams on everybody on the field. So a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups, and uh, it's an opportunity for everybody to win. They line you up all over the place. You, I know you do drills with the receivers. Do you enjoy that kind of challenge, or would you rather like, focus on one thing? And if not, why? I enjoy the challenge because I know it's uh, – you can make plays at a lot of different positions on the field, and uh, the more positions I am, the more opportunity I have to make those plays. So if I'm at receiver, I can get a go ball or a screen from the receiver position. It's just different things that I can do. 
Tariq, how much easier is it to read defensive coverage for you now than it was last year? Oh, it's way easier. I feel like last year I was scrambling out there, you know, for uh, rookie season, NFL, you know, you're going, your mind going to be scrambling, but now it's slowed down a little bit. Uh, I'm more comfortable in the offense. I know what to look at. You know, I'm going to look at the whole picture. I can just look at where my eyes need to be. So I feel like my eyes are more trained now. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So maybe that's nothing too earth-shattering from Tariq Cohen, but I, I think it's it's kind of a good measuring stick of, of where things are at with him. That, you know, he he's enjoying and reaping the benefits here, not only of an improved second-year player, but also just the additions around him and this this concept of of having more one-on-one coverage situations just seemed so foreign last year in the Bears offense that you know we had Dowell Logan saying sometimes the defense dictates who is on the field for the offense which is just the most backwards quote I've ever seen from an offensive coordinator and now you have you know, not only the personnel that make that easier, but also the coaching staff that understands how to maximize the talent that you do have. You know, I, I wrote up on Bears Wire the other day just that, you know, Tariq Cohen's not even the only one that's getting used in this kind of way. That Anthony Miller was quoted as saying, you know, he's he's lining up everywhere, including in the backfield. And Taylor Gabriel said the exact same thing, some snaps at running back, you know, all of the wide receiver positions, and that's really going to throw a lot of different things at opposing defenses. When you have, you know, realistically, Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel aren't going to be getting carries out of the backfield as as true running backs, but, you know, you have that threat of Tariq Cohen being able to, you know, as a running back in the backfield, you can motion out to five wide if, if you have guys on the field, or, you know, he can still take the handoff with a tight end in there. You can do so many different things with him. And then you have a guy like Taylor Gabriel that you could motion to the backfield and, and try and get a, a one-on-one matchup with a linebacker or a safety that just isn't going to keep up with him from a speed standpoint. And then Anthony Miller is such a good route runner in a similar type of vein. You can just move these guys around to try and, and force the defense to, to make the matchups that you want or at the very least tell you who the matchups are that when you you know when you put these players in different positions it, it forces the defense to show their hand a little bit and maybe Tariq Cohen doesn't get the matchup you want but in in utilizing Tariq Cohen it reveals that Allen Robinson has the matchup you want or T- Trey Burton has the matchup you want I mean there's just so many things you can do with these types of versatile players that go beyond even getting the ball in their hands and then to finish up here you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on the defensive side of the ball. Of course, Nagy and the offense gets all the attention, and it's what's new, and it's what's fresh, and everything on the defense is relatively the same as last year, but that's important, you know, that specifically that part. The fact that there's so much continuity is important. It's particularly important for a guy like Prince Amukamara, who spent so much of his career 
bouncing between teams, you know, the Giants and the Jaguars and the Bears and, you know, all sorts of moves for him and injuries have been a part of that as well. But he gets the three-year contract. He's back. He's enjoying being back in a group that's maintaining its entire starting secondary and its entire bench in the secondary. And I think he does a decent job of explaining just how valuable that is and and how that's going to affect the Bears' defense here in 2018. Prince, what do you want to make sure you are accomplishing at camp this summer, having been through this many times with a few different teams now? Right. Um, well, this this is my... This is my first time in a while just being with the team for consecutive years. So just building off that chemistry we had last year, and um, now I've been in the same system uh, for two years, so now I'm a little bit more mature in the system and just knowing um, what mean the safeties, like they might be able to drive a route, I might be able to take them, I might be able to uh, cover them, and just, just knowing each other as a unit, I think because we kept a lot of guys together, I think that um, the, that gives us an advantage. Prince, I feel like we've asked every defensive player this, but what are you seeing out of the offense? Uh, the offense looks looks explosive. Uh, I mean, they they have a lot of um, huge pieces, a, lo- a lot of a lot of weapons, and um, I mean, especially Mitch. Mitch Mitch doesn't look like a rookie. I mean, he looks he looks like a veteran, and I'm just looking at his, at his stage presence, just how he. Um, coordinates everybody how he calls plays just how it his presence in the pocket and, and everything like that and um i feel like they've they've been looking good uh, so far Chris, you guys have talked about the difference between you know a, a 10th ranked defense and a really really elite defense being the playmaking element what how are those playmakers going to sort of separate themselves what's it going to take for you guys to, to find those guys yeah um find those guys on our on our defense absolutely yeah um i mean i think those I think the guys, the guys are on our defense, and I think it's just all about just just making the plays that um, that you can. I mean, um, if we we have a saying in the defense room, like you catch the balls the, that they throw to you, catch them once they throw to you, and you'll lead the league in, in, in interceptions. I mean, and today we dropped we dropped a couple, but I think it's just being opportunistic and, um, and just taking advantage of, um, of of making those plays. Does the continuity lend itself to that? 100% because um, just being in this defense, you, you kind of know how an offense is going to attack us just because um, we've been running the coverages so long, so we kind of know what to expect for him. Knowing what to expect might just be the biggest thing with this defense. It's not only knowing what to expect from the players around you, but like Prince said at the end there, knowing what to expect from opposing offenses. You know, Vic's not going to drastically change much in this defense and even Prince said you know in a different clip that you know Vic's not they're not installing anything new you know what I mean they're not like the offense is going through install and trying out these new plays and trying to get those together the defense already has everything they're they're just working on you know maximizing their technique and and trying to iron out the little wrinkles and the you know the, the just the the little things and the details that can make them go from that top ten defense to a top five defense. I think their goal is to be the top defense, and I I don't know if that's fair to expect of them. I think it would be reasonable for this defense to even potentially, you know, hover in the same area. Maybe they finish one or two spots back. Maybe they finish one or two spots ahead. But you know, it's it's a lot of the same guys from last year in the offense improving will help that process but you know this is a this is a group that can 
build off of what they started. And like he said, you know, it's it's a Mukamara knowing exactly how his safeties function and how his slot cornerback functions and how Kyle Fuller's going to handle the side of the field opposite him. You know, it's the little things of like he knows now exactly how long it takes for Eddie Jackson to come over from the middle of the field to the sideline so he knows then how much space he needs to give that wide receiver and how much space he can't give that wide receiver in order for those little minute potential situations to potentially be exploited. You can, you know, you can kind of really fine-tune the little details of space and of trust and of, of coverage and certainly filling in against the run, similar thing. You know, being able to take better angles because you know the angles that your teammates are going to take. It's a process that takes time to really build that chemistry and really master that understanding of the players playing around you. And I think you're going to see some improvement from the secondary in that standpoint. I just question when you when you step back and look at the defense as a whole, still major concerns about the pass rush. And obviously with some inside linebackers missing practice and stuff now, you wonder you know, exactly what's going to happen with the front seven. You know, throw Jonathan Bullard and that other defensive end spot in there. You know, there's just, there's always going to be question marks here. And it's it's going to be fun to see kind of how this defense comes together and, and where we see improvement and, and maybe where we don't. And obviously the offense is going to be a blast to see. I mean, that's the one thing about this Bears team. I don't know how good they're going to be in terms of wins and how well and how quickly everything is going to be coming together. But they're going to be fun. And I think that's the one thing that can really get you the most excited for this season is we're still not exactly sure how this is all going to look. We're going to kind of see it unveiled piece by piece as the season goes through here and piece by piece as as training camp continues. And Locked On Bears will be here through every step of it to break down each individual piece every added wrinkle we can you know we try and bring you the latest and greatest news and analysis on your chicago bears hope you're subscribed to the podcast to keep up with all of our episodes and make sure you are the most knowledgeable and informed and entertained chicago bears fan as possible the best way to do that is to keep it locked on locked on bears and of course you gotta bear down Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 